Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three, but kind of two point five. I'm gonna go with three. Yeah, three. It's a whole. It's a whole episode. Um. Uh, obviously the intro music hasn't started yet, so this is a little caveat um, away from the show. So right now I think we're all a little bit scared about COVID-19. Um, I'm definitely very anxious. I really just want to urge everyone to stay inside. Don't go to gym. Don't do anything unnecessary. We've all heard it a million times, but I don't think people are really listening. Um, just stay the fuck inside, basically. Um, for your own safety and for the safety of others. Anyway, not the point of this little caveat. Um, we've got a little extra episode this week because of COVID-19, because everyone's scared, everyone's bored, everyone's quarantined, everyone's all the things. Um, and I also just wanted to do a little correction from last week. So there was a post and a discussion in the Facebook group that you can join now. If you search on Facebook, it's a lot with Abby Chatfield podcast group. I'll add you in if you answer the questions um and it was basically surrounding mine and phoebe's language on the previous episode episode two you got the shot um now i'll start off by explaining that when phoebe and i were saying that you know to each other you aren't that big we weren't saying being big is a bad thing uh we were saying to each other that we believe that each other has an incorrect perception of their body and their physical size. As in, I have said that I feel like I'm six foot tall because I was so tall in primary school. Phoebe feels like she's heavier than she is when she's not. This doesn't mean to say that being tall or being heavier or being anything other than we are is bad, but that's how we feel. We have an incorrect perception. Therefore, when I was saying to Phoebe and when she would say to me, but you aren't big, you're tiny, you're teeny tiny. I'm five foot three um, and a size six to eight, but I feel like I'm six foot tall. So it's kind of, it's hard to explain um, as well. I think we need to keep in mind that when we're doing these podcasts, um, the whole idea is that I'm having wines with someone and having a friendly chat and it's sort of like a lot how to chat. Now, in saying all that, I do want to apologize nonetheless because my intention, whether or not it is good and whether or not it is the reality of what those words meant to myself and Phoebe, it still upset some people and made them uncomfortable. And Phoebe and I benefit from skinny privilege and I've never been more than a size eight or size 10 probably in my life. So I don't have that lived experience um, and understanding of what could be upsetting. So I do apologize sincerely because my intention does not have to equal your reaction just because I intend something to be good or I'm saying something in a certain way does not mean that you um, should accept it. Um, Although in this case, I really did not, I would never mean that oh, you aren't that big, it's okay. I mentioned in a way that Phoebe thinks she's bigger than she is physically, as in measurement-wise, as in height. Uh, 
width of her shoulders, waist measurement, all those things, and, and so do I because of the societal expectations that are put on us. Anyway, I could talk for probably an hour about this, but I just want to say sorry and explain myself. And um, I am still learning, as I said at the start of that last podcast, because this podcast is also for me to learn about things um, by getting on people that have experiences that I do not Um that aren't necessarily experts, but can shed a bit of light on something in their specific instance. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, this podcast episode is a little more lighthearted. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Thanks guys. Stay safe. Fuck me. Um, I'm okay. trying to, but you're not letting me. No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Don't. Um, no, see, fucking. <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? Hey guys, welcome to It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. Um, today I am joined by the gorgeous Eleanor. She has her own podcast called Honestly the Podcast. I will link it in the description of this episode. She is absolutely amazing. She's so intelligent, gorgeous, funny, um, seductive, French. So French. So, so French. Um, And she's just the best. Also, right now, she is offering to you guys, if you have any anxiety around the COVID pandemic, you can go to her Instagram, honestly, the podcast. I will... Again, link it in this description and you can DM her for some advice. She is fucking amazing. I was freaking out about it and I messaged her because we're friends and she calmed me right down. She's just fantastic. But we do talk about today uh, French dating. That was a horrible accent. But um, yeah, we have a really good chat. I love her. She's amazing. She gives out some great advice and she questions... Um, monogamy, um, as do I. So we have some great, great conversations. I just adore her and hope you guys like it. Mwah. Um, okay, hey everyone, I'm here with the gorgeous Eleanor. Eleanor, that's how I say I it. Yeah. It's spelled in a beautiful French way because she's a beautiful <laughs> French woman. Thank you. Um, we're sitting here, I got her a croissant and some berries because every time <laughs> every time I go and do her podcast, I hang out with her, she gets me like fruits of sorts. I felt like... It's I because the, the raspberry stuff of like The Bachelor, I could have not... Yeah, know. the first time. And then it's just been a thing ever since I was pouring in my mouth. So... <laughs> We were having a little – we went to record this yesterday, actually, but I went to Manuel's house and I we, it was a confusion and I had nothing to talk about. So we just had a chat and some tea instead. But while we were talking, she was giving me advice on some weird situations that I'm in because she's very wise, very good mental health, very good with men, and she's gorgeous. And she kind of brought up these like French rules of dating. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that a bit today. We're going to go through, she's going to give us some Australian girls some advice because we're essentially desperate and sad, I oh, feel. I, the thing is, I wouldn't say that. It's just that um, culturally speaking, French women date in a different way. Mm. And I think that 
our way is more relaxed in the sense that we don't really fucking think about much. We just go for it. Mm. I think you have more yeah. power then as well. You have more of a sense of power and um, you're more calm in the way you speak about dating and men, whereas I'm <laughs> manic as fuck. It's because I don't really give a shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you genuinely don't. Like the way you speak, you genuinely don't because I feel like maybe you have as well, tell me if I'm wrong, but do you have this kind of sense that like, well, I assume you don't, you don't need a relationship to be happy. But no. it adds to your life. So you of genuinely course. don't care if something doesn't work out because it wasn't supposed to work out. Exactly. And the thing is, like, it, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to tell everyone to, like, follow my advice to the point because it doesn't work for everyone the same. Mm. But at the same time, I was just like you before, even worse. If I didn't <laughs> have someone, I would feel like I was worthless. Yeah. And it, I don't know why, but last year, like, a fucking illumination came to my head of, like... I don't need a dick to be happy. Weird. Weird, I know. I think he was buying my fucking dildo and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I've, I've been sent like six different vibrators recently and I literally am like, oh, I actually don't need men. Like I no. masturbated six times yesterday yeah. and I was like, oh, I feel great. Exactly. I feel amazing. <laughs> literally um, my mom is sending me some. Oh, really? Uh, That's good of the family. <laughs> <laughs> French. Um, okay, well, I want to start off, though, asking you in general, what's been a lot this week for you? All right, so <laughs> <laughs> I've been already laughing because we talked about it yesterday. Um, last week on Valentine's Day, I had a very, very surprising date with someone that I've been speaking with since last August, approximately, and then didn't hear from him because he started dating someone. And he's... Someone who's famous, in a sense, and he... Oh, in a sense, he's famous. When he said yeah. his name, so she said the name, and I was like, who is that? And then she explained who he was, and I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, I Because <laughs> he's like, I know, he's not like that famous. I don't think of him. I was just like, who is that? And then when she explained it, I was like, oh, my God, tell me. <laughs> so the thing is, um, he asked me on a date because I wished him a happy Valentine's Day, and I'm... Um, he asked me for a dinner, and because I'm French, having dinner with friends, no matter if they're male or female, is something we do all the time. Yeah, it's even not if automatically it's, a date. Yeah, even if it's intimate or anything, it's just because we like the one-on-one -on -one kind of things where we go into deep conversations. Mm -hmm. So I go there and... Um, but you're also a very intelligent, deep person. Yeah, so I think I like you one -on -one. and yourself. Yeah, you're like yeah. a one on one. Don't she seduce me with her eyes? She just gives me away. She's so, I don't think you guys understand. She's the most beautiful woman. And she's looking at me like, yeah, yeah, it happens sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and she's Sorry. eating her fucking raspberries. And she's like, really? <laughs> just come, darling. <laughs> um, so yeah, he asked me, and just um, before this, I was seeing the men that I'm actually in love with but can't be with. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. And I go on this dinner and then he keeps on saying that it's a date and our first dates and I'm like, oh, is it? And then he offers me a present and then we go to a very intimate restaurant and dinner went amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many little moments where I'm ready to laugh at, but I want the big one, you know, my favorite one. So. so we go to dinner, it's amazing. And then we go back to my place just for a few minutes because my mom called me. And I had to pick it up because it's legal stuff. And then while I'm on the phone with my mother, he got a little bit um, teenager in the way that he started touching me in a very brutal, clumsy way, which mm -hmm. if you ever listen to this, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't want to fucking say anything. 
It's just that you don't grab someone's titties while they're on the phone with their mom if it's the first time you're touching them. Yes, we were saying this. Like, if it was your boyfriend, if it was yeah. my boyfriend, I'd be like, oh, that's hot, that's naughty, yes. thing. But the first time you're touching someone and having that, like, sexual moment with them, you don't just grab the titties while they're talking to their mom. And like you were saying, you were speaking French, so it would have been very hard for him to not. I, like control I yourself. Kind of get it, but at the same time, <laughs> like I'm talking about my mom giving her inheritance, so yeah, right. I, I don't. And also, don't fucking grab my tits like it's a stress ball. No, the no. nice tits, but <laughs> the beautiful tits. The beautiful, but still, <laughs> you don't. So um, that yeah, that happened, and then um, as we were about to head out again to have a little walk, mm. he said to me like, "Oh, I wouldn't mind shagging you before." Mm-hmm. Little advice yeah. for any men listening to this. Don't say the word shag. I mean, but also, like, putting in a request. Like, I wouldn't mind having a shag before. It's like, which is what? Exactly. Which is like, I, I'm all for brutal, passionate, queaky sex. I don't mind. But at the same time, once again, shut up. Shut up. This is the first time we... I'm going to fucking kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, at the same time. <laughs> this is the first time we fucking together in the same fucking room. Well, with kissing and everything and flirting. Yeah. So don't say that to me because I looked at him and I was like, oh, oh, that hurts my pride. I mean, so I, much. I, I find it, I think, I think as well, is it an Australian thing saying shag, obviously? He's Irish. He doesn't have any... Fucking excuse. Okay. I just think the, it's kind of like, it's very like a brutal way to say it, but like, I wouldn't mind having a shag first. And I've never, there's nothing that turns me personally off more than someone requesting sex from me. If it isn't a boyfriend that's like three years in, it's like, do you want to fuck before we go? It's like, yeah, that's naughty. But if it's a first time, I think it's the, the issue is it's the first it's time. It's the first time. There's no sexual context of like, you know, this is what I like. You know, this is how we are. Exactly. Mm. Which was more of like <laughs> a very... <laughs> after it, Also after the stress ball hit situation. Oh, God. And the thing was, it was such a like very selfish request on his end because I didn't really show any signs of me being very turned on. Well, yeah. <laughs> on the phone, I was literally, when he was relaxing my tits, I kept doing that to his face, like, stop. Mm. Like, this has to stop. Sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. See, but then maybe he was turned on by that because I just got... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it just, it started, the dinner was amazing. Once again, Judy, if you're listening to this, I had the most amazing dinner and I don't think I've had that since Friends. And mm. I just, all of those little things that you said and did with the sexual aspect kind of made me look at you and be like, I don't think you have any idea how to treat a real woman who's not one of your groupie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Which I is, think it's warped his sense of women. Which is fair enough. And I'm not judging you for it, but I tried to message him yesterday being like, hey, by the way, I want to be very honest with you. And this is what I feel. And this is what I think about you. And... This is, I still want to be your friend. I still mm. want to hang out as friends, mm. but I needed to be honest mm-hmm. because I'm talking about you to other people and I don't feel it's fair enough for me to just talk and then not explain to you what I, feel, I think yeah. I feel. Yeah. And he read it and he never answered to <gasps> me. <laughs> now, of course, did you expect anything else? No, I didn't. But, I, you know, you're doing him a favour by doing that, really. Because letting him know how he comes up. No, it takes it as an insult because he's had groupies who are like yes people who just say he's amazing, he's great, don't expect anything more from him than to 
be around him. Which Because I think it's cool. Yeah, it's fair enough because he's also a very beautiful person and I can't stretch that enough. It's just, that was a lot for me when like high up at the beginning of the day and I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking intense and beautiful and it's flirty and mm-hmm. he's just being clumsy and awkward and adorable and I kind of want to kiss him or sit down on his face. I don't know. I'm not very sure. I know, just somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then it just, yeah, it fucking, like, at the end of the night, I was like, okay, I'm kind of um, not going down that road. No. And I'm sorry, dude, if I tortured you sexually by being naked and reading you French poetry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tell that little part of the story because that's amazing. So I got out of the shower. He asked to sleep at mine, and I was like, of course, no problem, as long as we don't, it's okay with us that we don't sleep together, Mm -hmm. and you have to be aware of this. And he said yes. So um, he comes back to mine. I take my shower. I get out of the shower. I'm naked. It's my house. Yeah. I don't sleep with anything on. Mm. Healthier. And... <laughs> yeah. No need. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, he doesn't look at me or anything. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you could at least look at me. Yeah, you are to yeah. look at me. Yeah, just don't... It, it's a, there's like a... There's two ends of the spectrum of... Not looking at you at all and then grabbing your tits like they're stress balls. Like, exactly. can he find a happy medium of just having a normal <laughs> sexual encounter? Really? So, to play with him a little bit, which... Um, what you I, love doing. I know it's not fair because I know it's hurting them physically to have blue balls, but... <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, you said the word shag. I mean, it deserves a little bit of a punishment. Yeah, and it exactly. isn't really a punishment, you being naked in front of him. I mean, so, like, yeah, it's I, not the worst thing I in the world. I got in bed and he has a French poetry book that I have in my house. And he asked me, like, can you read some to me? And I was like, are you sure? Because um, I'm French, I'm reading you French poetry, I'm naked in front of you. And as Abby said, I have, like, a very sensual way of talking most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. And I did. So eye contact. Honestly, it's... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even sorry. I'm bit, one bit. <laughs> and I read him French poetry and he kept on touching me and then um, got very excited, obviously, and mm. then started touching my tits again and then went straight from my tits to my pussy, tried to finger me and felt that I had a menstrual cup inside of me and he was like, oh, what's in your vagina? And I was about to say to him, my big dick. But, yeah. <laughs> but then we decided on the honest truth. <laughs> so I just said, like, it's a menstrual cup, and I think I told you not to touch me. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So it's like instant karma. Exactly. It's like there's a reason why you said, also, why do men ever think, this is a bit of a side note, but why do they ever think we want to be fingered without any sort of warm-up? Just like, yeah, like, the thing, well, for me, the thing that feels good isn't, Dry, dry fingers inside my dry vagina. Me neither. And when you have a cup in as well, like I get like dry beyond the cup. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's it's blocking anything. It's blocking, <laughs> it's blocking anything. anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the fucking Sahara Desert down there and he's putting his fingers in and being like, why isn't this working? And it's like well, I'm sure he's fucked so many women. Yeah. The, the type of celebrity he is, he's fucked a lot of women. And it's like. Has every girl lied to you and said they like this? Because they don't want, are they scared of not seeming cool to you? No, I think there's a bit of that, but there's also the the fact of, and I, I'm guilty of that. The first moment we started hanging out, I was kind of taken by, totally taken by the fact that he's famous. Mm, yeah. And he's like that messy kind of famous that mm. I'm really enjoying. Yeah, like an artsy boy. He's messy, he's all over the place, and 
it's very attractive because mm -hmm. I just want you to disrespect me and took me on all fours on the floor. Yeah, that's which, all she wants. Exactly, which mm. is fair enough. But at the same time, you need to like warm me up before. Yeah, but why do you think he? Why why do you think he doesn't do that? Because he doesn't have to. No, because people women just throw themselves at him. And know. well, I became a little bit complicated for him, and he stopped messaging me. Mm. Also, we don't. I don't think we'll ever get along in a personal and intimate way. Friend way, yes, but... But nothing beyond that. Nothing beyond that because we're both very dominant and both very, like... Oh. Yeah, I played, like, dominance, but he doesn't play it. You were talking about the small dog thing that I thought was such an amazing analogy. I'd never heard it before, ever. Can you explain that a bit? <laughs> okay. Dude, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry. No, and you know what? You know what? I don't think he's listening to my podcast, and if he does, um, I'll be really excited because I'm a big fan. <laughs> so I, like, even when he told me who it was, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And later on, I was like, I, I was asking, I was like, I wasn't even jealous because, like, I didn't find him attractive, but it's just cool because, like, I love his, I love his mm. stuff. I'm trying to say it without, um, <laughs> without, without giving like, yeah. any clues away. Um, and then even and I was like, so um, did he say anything about this, this, and this? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, there was this. And I was like, oh my god, crazy. Anyway, oh, like, crazy. like I was even fangirling about like someone that's seen him, but uh, I don't think he was listening to this podcast, so don't stress. So you know, tell all. And you've tried to tell him anyway. I tried to tell him that thing. But the small dog thing is so interesting. Okay, so Sorry, it's... I have a raspberry in my mouth. What a shock! <laughs> Always something in your mouth, eh? Oh my god, stop! <laughs> So the thing is, like, there's something called a small dog complex. It's someone who's a little bit insecure and um, is trying to always put this dominance and domineering face because they feel a little bit insecure within themselves and they don't think they can just impress people by just being themselves. Mm -hmm. And I had this for a long time and I still do sometimes where I just bark mm. if I feel like someone is taking my power a little bit instead of being calm and being like, you do you, boo. Mm -hmm. I just bark because yeah. I'm tiny, tiny, and I mm. want people to hear me. And few times during the date, I played dominance because I'm just a playful person. So yeah. I just, if he says, like, oh, can you do this for me? I'll just ask him, like, maybe if you go on your knees, <laughs> which is a joke. Which is a joke. And it's like a funny little like playful thing of like exactly. why you do this. Exactly. Yeah. And a man who's actually going on in his knees shows that he's secure in himself to like show that he's okay with me being dominant for like five seconds. Mm. And I said that to him and he turned around, looked at me and he was like, you know, you don't have to do this, right? You are such a cool girl. You are so amazing. You don't have to put this front and try to put me down every five seconds. And I looked at him and I was like, Fair, but that was a freaking joke. It's a fucking joke. Like, I'm not trying to dominate you. You went insulting him. You literally just said a little, it's a little playful thing. And as and we said, it's like, back. The, He's going, yep. yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Yappy little. With, <laughs> a little yep. So, and the thing is, it's not like I said it, like, go on your knees. I was like, maybe if you go on your knees. Yeah, in like a hot French way. Which is also like, get on your knees so you can probably put your tongue somewhere. Yeah. I'm just trying to like have sex with you in a playful way, but you're not giving me anything. I mean, I think real dominance though comes from being able to be submissive, if that makes sense. I think exactly. you're not dominant to being to only to have control and have power. It's you're really dominant to serve your sub your sub. Exactly. Right? So if he's not gonna do that, he has a real issue with his dominance and his control. Because you're the real dom there. You're the daddy. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really surprising? Yeah, no. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's, 
it's the smaller complex and I, I was looking at him like it's it's a bit sad that you're not understanding that I'm not trying to take control over you yeah and I'm not doing this because I'm trying to put up this very tough front I'm just doing this because I'm trying to see if we can play yeah you're testing the waters exactly and he, he, he drowned he drowned so hard, <laughs> so hard. And he didn't do very well <laughs> Oh my God, this is so amazing. Okay, so we've got some questions from you guys. And because Eleanor is so smart yeah, and so <laughs> intuitive, because I was asking her about things yesterday and she gave me some really good answers. Um, I thought these dating ones would be really good. So the first one is, I'm so in love with my boyfriend, but I'm having thoughts about sleeping with someone else. Should I leave him? No. No. It really, it depends on your values. If monogamy, like pure monogamy is one of your values, mm. maybe. If it's one of his, maybe. But you have to talk yes. with him yeah. about this because mm -hmm. it's, I don't believe in monogamy in the sense that I don't believe that you sleep with one partner. Mm -hmm. You're a human, you have needs. Mm -hmm. If you, It's normal to look at people and be like, I kind of want to fuck you. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. And of course, Eleanor. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm getting your floss. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> it's, it's normal to have needs. Sexual needs don't mean that you don't love your partner. It's just that you need carnal things. Mm. So you have to talk... First of all, you have to dig deep inside to see if you're worried about this because you know that the, the person in front of you, your boyfriend, is not going to accept it. Yeah. And if it's also because you believe in strict monogamy. Yeah. If it's the case, dig deep and just like try to see your values. Mm -hmm. If it goes against your values, then yes, maybe. But you have to talk to your partner about this. Yeah, that's the communication. And I think if you're scared to talk to your partner about this, that's probably a bigger issue in the mm. relationship than the thoughts of cheating. If you're, if you're like, well, I can't talk to him about it. Mm. It's, well, you need to have that ability to be able to talk to him about it. Maybe that should be clarified first. Exactly. Your lack of communication, lack of openness. And also cheating is, doesn't mean having sex with another person. I don't, I don't go in monogamous relationships where um, we don't sleep with anyone else. Mm. Every one of my relationships, we both could have sex with other people. Mm -hmm. Just because for me, cheating is hiding something from the other person that you know is going to hurt them. Yeah, I agree. I've had relationships. I haven't had like a full open relationship, but I've had relationships where the person can kiss someone else because I'm yeah. like, you know, you go out heaps, you get drunk, you kiss someone. I really couldn't care less, less. that you kiss someone. Yeah. Um, and that was because we both kind of worked it out together. But because he loved being naughty, he would – and I'm, the rule was if you kiss someone, just tell me so I'm yeah. not embarrassed because, you know, Brisbane's a very small place. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want people to be like, oh, well, her boyfriend's getting with mm. this girl on the dance floor tonight and she's out in the smoking area and how embarrassing mm. and da 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 But he, because he liked being naughty, he would do it and then not tell me on purpose to be naughty. And I'm like – that's an issue and that's cheating because you haven't because we have set out boundaries. So exactly. I think but I think it comes down to rules. Like people can have open relationships where some people will be like, well that's cheating if you fuck someone else. It depends on the rules. Someone could fuck someone else. You could have like don't ask, don't tell. You could have tell me when things happen. But if then the rules could be don't fuck them more than once. Mm. Like there are other ways to have open relationships. And I think people as well don't understand that there can be 
uneven open relationships. Yep. Like I don't, when I'm in a relationship, I am like obsessed with that person. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to fuck anyone else. Not mm-hmm. because I, not because of monogamy, but because I just don't really want to because I become infatuated with them. I'm kind of the same. But I'm happy for someone else to fuck someone else and it shouldn't be a one for one, a tit for tat. No. I find no, that really no, no. strange. Okay. So this is, that comes with them. Um, this is your own rules. Mm. You don't have to listen to society rules. Mm. And because like, there's this major fantasy about monogamy and that you're falling in love with one person and then as soon as you fall in love with them, you know it's the one and you know you're never going to fuck anyone else. Yeah, no. That very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one who believes in this because I love sex and I love the idea of having someone else for one night. Yeah. Someone a stranger. I don't need to know your name. It's like new energy. Exactly. It's exciting. It's something different. And then that, that also can feed into your main relationship yeah you feel sexier you can tell your partner about it if they enjoy hearing about like i love hearing about people that i'm seeing me too (laughs) yeah like i love hearing about it because i'm like someone else wants you that badly and it's like exactly i have you and you've made this person feel physically good yeah (laughs) and i'm like i don't need that in a relationship but i'm happy to discuss the terms of of a monogamous relationship to becoming open or partly open exactly because People have different needs and it's all about compromising relationships. And if I don't want to fuck someone else, that doesn't mean that you should not want to fuck someone else mm-hmm. either. And this is – some people say this like as an extreme way of thinking, but I think it's – I think it's just reasonable and realistic because 40 years with one person and having no other thoughts about someone else is just not going to happen. And it's just like you have to also respect your partner's needs. It's mm-hmm. – we have to stop taking things so personally in the sense of, like, you want to fuck someone else. It means that you don't want to fuck me anymore. Yes. It's not about you. People's needs are mostly not about you. It's not, it's not like, a binary option of it's yes. either me or someone else. No. No. Not at all. And, and cheating on someone doesn't mean you don't love them either. No, exactly. And the thing is, like, I'm also... The thing with me is, like, if you cook me up and you say to me, you can't fuck with anyone else, this is the mo- main thing that's going to be in my head. Mm. It's... I have those needs. And because you say no, I want to break it. Yeah. It's like, don't press the red button. Exactly. It's like, okay, but this is naughty. It's like, because I love taboo stuff. So I'm like, so this is naughty. This is naughty. Yeah. So this is like, it's, you have to respect people's needs. And mostly, if you say to a man, you can fuck with anyone else, he will do it because they have a more intense biological need to procreate. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, because it's allowed, they they will... They will probably do it once and twice, and every time they'll finish and come, mm. they'll probably look at that girl and be like, I just want to be with my girl. Yeah. Which yeah. happened to me so many times. We'll talk about it a bit later. That's called the queen theory. Oh, it's, I love it. Yeah, it's that is the story of my life, and I love this so much. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to live by the queen theory um, from now on. But long story short, I think that you should have a communication with your boyfriend. and Well, have a talk with yourself first and yes. see what you actually feel and understand why you feel. And like, why you're uncomfortable yeah. with your thoughts. Is it because of monogamy? Is it because you really want to do it? You really want to do it. You really, <laughs> you you really, really want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the second one is really relevant for you. Mm-hmm. And it's how do I get... I mean, you did date them, but hmm. how do I get over someone I never dated? All right, so. Okay. She's got is, a great story about this. <laughs> yeah, so um, currently I'm in love with someone that I'm not dating. Mm. I have seen him for a very short time, and we still talk. We're still very, very close, but I'm very in love with him, and I'm very okay with the fact that he's never going to be with me. Mm-hmm. 
because that's once again not not about me and it's not a personal rejection mm -hmm. it's just him in his entire world not being able to give me a space right now mm -hmm. so how do you get over someone you never dated yeah well you have to once again i'm going to say that for everything sit down with yourself and understand why you like this person what is it about them why it's not working and you have to get out of the fantasy world mm -hmm. of we could end up together and be married and have kids and a dog and a white fence and all that shit mm -hmm. and just really see that person for who they are yeah and then if you're still in love with them which beautiful feeling yeah you have to separate your oh. emotions sorry there's a fucking truck outside okay sorry continue Bin truck picking up my ex <laughs> 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 that was quick <laughs> yeah. ah, she's, she's gone so you have to just separate your emotions from yourself mm. stop saying I am in love say I feel love it's going to separate mm. the entire feelings from your personality and your identity and then when that's done it takes a long time and it's going to be painful as fuck mm. I'm just warning you mm. but when that's done you'll be able to still have those feelings inside of you every time you see him or every time you think about him without the feeling taking over your life so right. you have to really really focus on yourself and your values and what you're doing the things you're doing and why you like this person this mm -hmm. is going to teach you so much about yourself I think you're so right in thinking about I like to make lists of why I like people mm -hmm. And often, not often, a lot of the time, like 30% of what I feel for them is me projecting Yourself my, into them. Yeah, yeah. my future onto them. Mm. Like with Matt, like I literally, the, the main reason, I remember I cried at, um, at my last like little, it's called a Voxy, I don't know, yeah. it's like a little like talking head thing before finale. And I was sobbing and I was like, I feel like this is my one chance to be happy and get out of Brisbane and have this life with someone that I want. Exactly. My producer was like, but what has to do with Matt? And I was like, I, I love Matt, but like, it's literally like, this is like my little ticket to like a happy life. Which, And when you compartmentalize no. that, yeah, it's, it's not so toxic. Yeah, it's so toxic. It's so toxic. It's so toxic. People aren't mm. here to help you. No. You are here to help yourself. People yeah. can teach you lessons. People can bring light to your life and everything but mm -hmm. they cannot be the main source of happiness of future of anything no you have to be that for yourself so to get over someone like this you have to fall in love with yourself once again mm -hmm. which is take yourself out for dinner yes people are scared to do that people are scared to go to the movies alone go dinner alone i love eating alone exactly i love doing things i love my own company well every time i'm in a restaurant alone it never really lasts long I people, people approach you. Yeah, yeah I have so people sitting there next to me, cool. and then I'm like, "You can, but you're gonna have to pay for it." <laughs> ah, fair. I mean, most have for you. <laughs> no, but it's just you have to start falling in love with yourself and just understand who you are. Mm -hmm. And I can promise every girl and every man that is infatuated with someone who they can't have, as soon as you understand who you are and realize that you don't need anyone to be successful and happy mm -hmm. i don't like saying happy but why because i don't wish happiness to people oh, why i wish growth yeah but i never wish happiness because happiness for me is something that happens when you're not looking for it right okay and if you look for happiness you end up being very sad because you expect a little bit too much of happiness 
That's so true. Then once you get there, you you never know when you get there. No. It's a few years after when you look at a memory, you were like, oh, I was really happy at that time and I didn't realise it. <sighs> You're so wise. <laughs> so, listen, girl, to get over this man, even if you never dated, which happens, it's normal to fall in love with people. You don't have to date them. Oh, my God. I'm in love with someone at all points in my life. And it's often people that I'm not dating. You're people everywhere. I know. I am to the fucking obsessed. Club. <laughs> I'm like, there's always someone. Oh, my God. So it's just like, try to focus on yourself. And I know it's shit. And I know it's something that has been said a lot. It's just... It takes time. Never think that it's going to happen from day one to day two. Mm-hmm. And do baby steps. Like, t- take yourself out. Do yourself, like, a favor doing a face mask. Do things you yeah. like to do as well. Find something that you like to do. Exactly. And you want to put energy into other than thinking about this man. Exactly. So try to find your values. This is something that I cannot stretch enough. Find your values and then go with it. And I promise you that in two weeks, if you do that constantly, with consistency and discipline, you will look at yourself and be like i haven't really thought about this man today he's not in the center of priority isn't that crazy when you get to that point and you're like oh i haven't thought about someone so today and it's like wow that wow it's happened then from then on it's just like it's like a snowball effect and everything is all right and also it's not the only man in the world and the thing is like listen if you're really in love with him which is what is happening with Mm. me right now i'm very deeply in love with this man but at the same time he's not my priority and every time I see him, I fall in love again. But I know he's going to probably date someone else and everything. And I do not care. I'm just so happy for him to exist in this fucking universe mm. that I'm just happy with that. And I'm doing life. And to be able to feel love as well, is like you were saying, is a really nice thing. So beautiful. And when I fell in love after um, after Matt, I fell in love again with someone. And then when we, when we broke up, I was so, like, I was, like, an absolute mess. I was so mm. crying, getting up, crying all day, going to bed, crying. Like, mm. it's not – I went to a new psychologist because I was just, like, I need to just deal with this. But then I – after maybe, like, a week out of that haze, I thought, isn't that great that I, like, I could feel love again after – because after Matt, I was the same. And after my boyfriend before that, I was the same. Exactly. And it gets easier each time because you realise that you eventually do move on. You eventually move on, and even if even if you don't, you can find a very peaceful balance. Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay, now I want to get on to yes the French rules for dating because you, <laughs> like we were saying before, you guys have the most amazing approach to love and dating, and whenever we speak, you just have this like this like higher level of like, emotional <laughs> intelligence, and and we've spoken about Australian men a lot, and I think it's kind of this the Australian condition of playing games, doing, saying things you don't really mean, not really committing to things, mm-hmm. you know, bouncing into things. But something that you spoke about yesterday that was really interesting and you've kind of touched on it already mm-hmm. today um, was the separation of your emotions and your feelings and then you as a person. Yeah. So um, for us, okay, so to come very quickly on the French dating, we don't hide things. We don't play games. We don't do that thing of like, I'll wait three days to text that person. Yeah. We don't do that because that's what we call in mental health, the dead people choice of like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be hurt. Your life, you will get hurt. Mm-hmm. You can't stop breathing because coronavirus is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. No, but true though. Yeah. It's just because you're scared of something doesn't mean you should act, stop doing everything else to just avoid it. It's not, it's not how people live. That's mm-hmm. dead people choice. So 
in France, we go a lot with, I'm going to start seeing this person and then we'll see how it goes mm -hmm. with no fear, no boundaries of just like, I'll have a dinner with you. I'll introduce you to my friends. We'll have sex three times a fucking day. And oh, then yeah. we'll, I'll bring breakfast. And then in two weeks, we might not be together. I might forget your name. It might hurt, but we'll do it again. Because it's like you have like an actual trial out of a relationship. Exactly. I feel like with, with Australian relationships and men, you're kind of like one foot in, one foot out. I'm like, I've been stuck in limbo with guys for like a year mm. where I'm like, are we dating? Are we not? If we tried this, I could not like you after we committed to this, but I will never know. Mm. And now the kind of thing that's keeping me coming back is the question of, I guess it's that projection thing of like, we could have this relationship, we could. But if you try, it probably isn't going to work. And I think it's much less of a time waster to be like. Yeah, but well, you have to try. You never yeah. know. Mm. If I haven't had tried to be open with this man that I'm in love with, he was my friend at first. And I was like, yeah, mm. he's just a fucking friend. And every time I'm trying to flirt with him, he's not picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we just both tried. And after just like a week, I was like, damn, fuck me. You're amazing. Yeah. So you have to try. Even if I knew that I would probably get hurt and... Even now, we're still talking. I'm seeing him tonight. Aye, oh, fun. Um, and I know that I will probably get hurt at a certain point, but I don't want to think about it and I don't really want to care because if it happens, the hurt is going to teach me something. Yeah, that's true. So you can't grow if you're always, always fearing being hurt. Mm. And I think in dating, it's very valuable for you to try everything that you can, mm -hmm. especially at our age, around 20 to 30, even my mom still does that. She's 55. <laughs> oh, God, amazing. Yeah, so it's just try everything that you can. And you have to separate your emotions in the sense that if you start feeling something for someone and they do something that hurts you, don't lash out at them. Mm -hmm. It's not their fault. Yeah. This is the way they are. Mm -hmm. As long as they're not disrespectful with you in the sense of like, it's just once again understand your values mm -hmm. for me in a relationship my biggest value is respect you mm -hmm. respect me and communication if you actually respect me you can be honest enough to say to me the things that hurt yeah so I can know exactly what I'm dealing with from the get go yeah if you don't do that I'm not going to lash out at you. Yeah. If I learn that you lie, I'm not going to say you're an asshole, you lied to me. I'll yeah. say, I've heard that you lied. This is against my values. I wish you have a great time. Yeah. I will right. feel very upset and think in my head, what a fucking cunt am I going to cut this yeah, yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because, well, you said, you told me a great thing about when you your friend was annoyed at a guy. Oh, yeah. And the texting. <laughs> and this was, this is how we, I think we started talking about the separation mm. of your feelings and who you are as a person. And you can like... Protect yourself in that yeah. way, but also open yourself up more. It's, but you said about... Yeah, it's finding this very balance in the responses that you have. So mm. if you go to my podcast, shameless plug. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> go for it, doll. So if you go to my podcast, I did um, a little bit of a summary of the book, Emotional Agility, mm -hmm. that tells you that your emotions aren't you. And you have this... You have something happening, a stimulus, and mm -hmm. then you have your response. And Emotional Agility makes... The time between that thing happening and your response bigger. Mm -hmm. So you can actually choose instead of just reacting like this because of your emotions. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard to not just react because you just want to get something out of you. It's like it's you want to have some so sort of like, hard. like the valve released and then exactly. you do it and you're like, fuck. fuck. 
fuck. And I think this is one of the main thing with what I'm trying to do with mental health is understand that you can't put your emotions onto other people mm -hmm. because it's not because of them that you're feeling like this. It's because of what they did and that thing that they did is against your values. Yeah. So it's all about you and you have to make sure that you answer in a very respectful way, in a kind mm -hmm. way, but that still says, I'm still not going to talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. If with your friend, that, oh, that text, <laughs> tell me, because that, that was like iconic. Like, that was really good. <laughs> So um, one of the things that Australian people do a lot that I still do not understand and it bothers <laughs> me a lot is that thing of like, if you start talking to someone, it's like, oh, we could see each other that day, but maybe not. Maybe yes, I'll see if I have priorities first yeah. and then you'll come second, which yeah. don't do that to a French girl, please. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. it's if you don't take me for a priority, you can fucking put your dick in your own asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... That dude texts my friend, they met on Hinge, and she asked him to come to a comedy club on Friday night on Valentine's Day. She was like, so we can just meet and talk and everything. Mm. The only thing he said was like, oh, I'll see, I might go out, blah, blah, blah. She looks at me and she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, like, give you an opportunity to see me because we have been talking for a week and a half. Yeah. So she's already a bit, like, off. And then on Sunday night... We hang out and they were supposed to hang out right after. He kept on being like, yep, yeah, I'll see you at 8.30. How do you get there? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm very happy for her and she's not really keen to go because she was like, he's a five and I'm a nine. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair thoughts. She's a fucking 12, bitch. Is she? So oh, my God. I know. It's so hard to be friends with so, so oh my much God. Oh, shut, shut up. Oh, my God. I was just like... Tried to flirt with you like seven times or something. <laughs> and you're French. I have a twangy accent and you're like, oh, je t'en t'en. <laughs> and she gets frustrated and she's so like, cliche, yeah. <laughs> eating a croissant in her berry. She's like, oh, no. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so they talk at everything and we're still out having a drink. And then he says to her, hey, I'm actually hammered. Can we do that tomorrow? And at that time, I'm like, okay, No. That's mm. the second time. First time, I can understand you're busy. Yeah. Second time, if it's the first time you're meeting, no. Because you, I know personally, I think we all did this, you, if you want to see someone, you fucking see someone. If you want to do something, you do something. I think men in this country don't. Even if they want to see someone, they just put really? everything else before because I don't want to be in a relationship, which is like you don't have to be in a relationship to put me in priority when we have plans. Yeah. Doesn't true. mean that you have to stop Just seeing rude. your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So she sent, she shows me the message and I'm like, hell no. Mm. And she wants to send him a big fuck you. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even that interested. It's just like, you, you wanted to see me tonight. Like, yeah. On. You fucked me around twice now. Exactly. Yeah. And she's getting upset and I'm like, stop. Mm. You can't lash out at a man because he's not gonna understand why you're doing this mm -hmm. because in his head he's not doing anything wrong yeah they don't do that maliciously they I, do that because they had it very easy for a long time yeah i think very few people try to hurt other people like i think that's that's so rare and sociopathic i think people just do things people are just a little bit selfish mm -hmm. or unaware of how their actions affect other people because no one's told them 
how and to fix them. And also, it's the endless option of Tinder and Hinge and everything. It's just yeah, like you I'm can not. swipe until like someone actually accepts to suck your dick. So I mean, yeah, mm. you do have more options. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So um, she starts to get angry, and I say, okay, stop. You're gonna send him a message that says. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that was the last straw. Yeah. Which was just, it sounds like you're very busy tonight, period. Um, we might meet each other later. With an ex, it's nice, it's soft, but yeah. it also says a big, I'm not going to put myself down at your level No. to get upset at someone who I don't really care about. Yeah. I'm just going to be respectful and say to you that you fucked up. Yeah. And he texted her all night and all morning saying he was sorry. So. Exactly. You have exactly. to always separate. If you go for the fuck you, it. You're like, what yeah. this crazy bitch, first exactly. of all. Because like you need. Like, men love well. saying she's a crazy bitch. Um, and then people lose respect for you because they're like, well, she's fucking rude. Um, but that, like, actually comes through to another thing we were talking about yesterday was you saying don't date people you're trying to impress. Never. And this, like, blew my mind a little bit because <laughs> I was talking to Eleanor about this guy that I, like... Oh, my God. I, this, like, <laughs> that I um, really admire as, like, a person. We haven't met. But I, like, I, like, I really admire him and I was like, I don't want to do this and this and this because I, I feel like he's just so much better than me and I just want to impress him. I want to do this. And she was like, why would you want to date someone you're, you're trying, trying to impress? impress. And I think I love dating. I, I I am never, ever, ever the person that feels like they're settling. Like, I love dating people that I think are out of my reach. I'm the same challenge. Yeah, I love dating people that I think are not even, like, better looking than me but, like, smarter than me or mm. I can learn things from. But I think it's hard when you're going for those people that are, I guess, higher, higher people than you in your brain. Yes. To not, like you were saying, change yourself because you're trying to impress them. Exactly. And... Yeah, I just think it's a really interesting concept because I, looking back after I got home yesterday, I was like, hmm. <laughs> and I think I have changed myself in the past, like probably irreversibly um, with my ex-boyfriend because I was just trying to impress him by being the cool girl or being like not not quote-unquote crazy about things or not yeah. not caring about things. And now I genuinely don't care and I don't think that I have boundaries for a relationship in my head because... I was trying to impress him in one way that wasn't the intelligence way, but in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, like, it's okay to want to be impressive for someone else, but it, if it comes before your own identity, it's mm. very toxic because you're going to, especially as a Gemini, we do that a lot. Mm. We change our personality very easily because we don't have a set person and identity. We're mm-hmm. very fluid. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> fluid. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We keep on flirting. No, I know. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like when you start flirting with someone you're trying to impress, you're gonna do things that are against your values and against who you really are, and then you're gonna look at it a few months later and be like, "What the fuck?" You know what's crazy? I was actually thinking that when I meet him, I was like, "What outfits am I gonna wear that he would think are cool?" Exactly, it's not even about what you the anymore. Fuck? No, it's not about me at all. And I'm like, what, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? Should I read up on this and this and this so he thinks I'm cool, he thinks I'm smart? And then after he said that, I was like, no. And also, I don't want to be with someone that doesn't actually like me. And this is what I had at the start of The Bachelor. I was like, I don't – everyone was like freaking out if Matt liked him or not. And I was like, well, 
I don't want to date someone who doesn't like me for who I am. He knows who I am. If he wants mm. to be with me, he wants to or not. But then I do get into this little insecure <laughs> mind yes. frame of like, well, I've been single and my relationships have all gone to absolute shit in one way or another. So I might change a mm. few things to actually make it work. Yeah, and for this specific person. And because yeah. I get very yeah. like, I don't want to say obsessed, but I get very like, fixated on like one person at a time like it was and I'm like well I want this person to like me I want their validation all I care about is their validation so I'm gonna send you news at inappropriate times I'm gonna gonna send you things that you don't ask for because all I want is for you to apply saying you look fucking hot that's all I want and when I get it I feel good for about 40 seconds and then I'm like okay yeah um I want it again I want it again or I'm like why didn't you talk to me but so after that, why you yeah. talked to me about something afterwards? And I was saying to you, I was like, I don't even want to date him. I just want to fuck him. And you were like, what do you say? You were like, yeah, but what after you that? fuck him and then what? And then he looks me down the eye and you're like, you fuck him and then what? It's And this I was is like, the yeah, about, well, more yeah, validation then. The thing about when you're trying to impress someone and you're changing your personality, you're going to change it and then you're going to have this expectation of their reaction mm. where it's going to be like, I'm going to send you a nude, even if, even if you feel like it, but... You send him a nude. You don't send a nude of you. You send him something that he might like. Yeah. It's all about him. So when they answer like, oh, you're hot, period, you're like, okay, talk to me, please. I mean, usually he replies with pretty good answers. You're, you're kidding me. I just saw his answer. That was like, a different one. Oh, my f- <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> that was a no, 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 that was shit. There's the other one. Oh, this one. I'm sorry, but that answer that I just saw like 15 minutes ago is one of the most disgusting thing I've ever fucking read in my life. And if anyone sends me this, it's like shagging. I quite like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, I quite like it. But I like, I totally agree with this. And this is one of the things you said, you said, don't look for validation, look for years of respect yesterday. Because... I think maybe I'm jumping from validation to validation mm-hmm. to validation. I'm aware, I'm aware that I'm doing it. I tell my psych, I'm like, she's like, so why can I told her that I sent this guy nudes after we've been talking for like a month? Yeah. I was like, I sent this guy nudes. And she was like, why? <laughs> and I was like, it's fine. I want validation. I know I want validation. I don't care. I know. And she was like, okay, but like, why do you want validation from this specific person? And I was like, because he ignored me for three days at one point. Oh, my God, yeah. So no. it's just like you're trying to get his attention because he's not giving it to you. Yeah, and eventually after talking for a while, I said the phrase, I was like, yeah, but I just want to win. And she was like... It's not a competition. Yeah, she was like, I want to win what? And I was like, I want to... I want. I just want to win. I don't know. Okay? I just, just want to win. And then you saying like, okay, cool, but it actually isn't for me then. It's... It is for him. He's winning no matter what. He, no matter He's winning what. no matter what I do. When I message him saying nice things about this, this, and this, he wins. When I send him nudes unasked for, he wins. When I when I give him attention that he isn't giving me, he fucking wins. I don't, and I get what a message back saying you look hot. Exactly. I get a million guys a day saying I look hot. Which is like all of what you're saying right now is very like this thing that is very present in our society, especially in our generation, mm. because we have everything easy, like we have food delivered, we have dick delivered, we have... <laughs> <laughs> Literally anything that you want can be delivered to your door in half an hour. Oh. So the thing is, we have this constant crave for um, immediate, basically, satisfaction. Uh, gratis- yeah. 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 Gratification. 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 Yeah, short-term gratification. Yeah. So it's just like, we crave for this, like, I want... 
this little shot of dopamine yeah. because I'm receiving a message from someone I like. Oh, when I see him texting, when I see him typing, I'm like, like I'm like, I want this one. Yeah, which yeah. Is, is very toxic in the long term because you're going to give all of this and want all of this and act in a way that's not very in line with yourself mm. because you need this instant gratification as a drug. Mm. But then, once again, then what? Yeah, so then what? I go, I go, I meet him, I have sex with him, and then you were saying the next morning I'm going to have sex with him again because I want more validation because I've gotten to a certain point. It's like I've reached a threshold. Exactly. Of like, and, and then I'm like, well, okay, we've had sex now. Um, I want you to, like, take me to dinner now because I want that validation. Which he won't. Which he won't. Because all of what you're doing is... He would is, never. All of what you're doing is... I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but, like, all of what you're doing is almost, like, disrespecting yourself to get his attention. Yeah. Exactly. And he's aware of it. He's aware because he's, men aren't as stupid as everyone no. thinks. And this they man's have, very smart. Yeah. And he knows what I'm doing. They, they have a very good intuition. They're just not very aware of it most of the time, but... Yeah. They know when a girl is not respecting herself mm. and they will act accordingly. Yeah. So every time I see a woman being like, he just fucked me and then he just didn't text me back. I'm like, well, at the same time, you send him nudes every day for two weeks me. without him asking anything or just being, yeah. I want to see your body and drooling all over you. Yeah. See, I'm... see. I think that's the happy medium in between people that say you shouldn't fuck a guy on the first date or he won't like you. That's fine. But I think you're right in these little things that aren't really benefiting anyone except well, except for the guy. But even still, they're, they're, they're just losing respect, losing interest at the same time, like yeah, simultaneously. Mm. And then I, then I need more and he's like, I'm giving less. Mm. Like, so I'm being like, I want you to say this. You've said this, you've said this, and I want you to tell me this and do this. Yeah, Without communicating yeah. any of this, I just, in my head, expect this. Mm, which is, mm. <laughs> and then he replies and he's like, well, I've seen your tits about 400 times. So, like, okay. Like, okay, there are some nipples. Exactly. Like, what and the fuck? I've seen every bit of lingerie you have. I've seen, like. Exactly. He's you in a white bra rather than a black bra. Wow. And I, But I know this. This is the thing. It's hard because, and my psychologist always says this as well. She's like. You know what you're doing and you know why it's bad. Like, I know logically mm. exactly why. You know why it's bad, but you still do it because you need this. And it's a very hard time to... Every time I talk to people about going with your values, everyone thinks that going with respecting yourself and your values is going to be easy. Mm, it's going to be fun. the easier road. It's not. It's the hardest road because you need the constant gratification all the time, straight away, in your face, right mm. now. And... Saying no to this is so painful. No, oh, so painful. And you do it because. And then you, I say, my, you can't I say out. I know. And then and then I like I. I like, like negotiate with myself, and I'm like, "What's well, because you're bored?" And it's like, "No, no, you no, it's not. You're not bored. You're, not, you're so busy." I'm like, "I'm not bored at all. I just want this man to reply to me." And whenever like he has, whenever I see something like that, he I don't want to say. Whenever I see something, because I will see things on my social media, obviously, of him, I get reminded that he hasn't validated me in, like, three days. And I'm like... Which should still be all right. Which should be completely fine because but my self-worth is... shouldn't come from a random man, should it? Also, this no. is the thing, Abby, <laughs> we should stay away from famous people, the both of us. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. And yeah, the thing yeah. Is, yeah. This is well, also... it's, well, yeah, yeah, I agree, but it adds the validation. It does, but like you have to start validating yourself. Yeah, it's 
it's actually very hard to like find the same kind of validation from that you get from a man that you get yourself. It's extremely hard to find that thing that validates you naturally. Mm. Which for me is my work, mental health and helping people. It just makes me feel fucking powerful. Mm. But you have to find this because you cannot run after man who looks like a dickhead. I looked at his video yesterday to like <laughs> answer to your question of if I think he's good in bed and I could tell you. No. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> You'll cut it. I'm gonna beat that out. <laughs> no. No. I look okay, so she can't he's say a very selfish lover. I oh. can tell you this from the get-go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Eleanor yesterday was saying she can tell if a guy what if he has a good dick and if he's circumcised and what he's like in bed from like watching a video or meeting them once. It's actually just body language. The entire body language can tell everything about someone's dick. Yeah. And someone's sexuality. And the thing is because I've dated quite a lot of men. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm very I observe people. It's mm. my favorite thing to do is just to observe them moving. Mm -hmm. And I can tell from the get-go the size of their dick, the shape of the dick, if they're circumcised or not, and how they fuck. And I haven't been wrong once in my life. That is crazy. Which I ignore it most of the time. And your description <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the one that I want to sleep with kind of put me off it. So thank you for that. You gave me an honest reaction. Yeah, um... Yeah. No, he's a selfish lover. He's very selfish, but not in a way that is sexy and is very dominant. He's selfish in a way that he's going to... Using you to come and then being like, okay, see ya. Yeah, he's going to mm. use you as a masturbator and then mm. he's just going to forget your name and forget you exist. Yeah, and because I'm like, I thought this little fucking And also you're sending him be... news all the time. Ah, uh, that's stopped. I haven't for at least 27 hours now. 27 hours? Yeah. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I just want to mention that I don't, I'm not against sending nudes. I sent one um, a few weeks ago to them, to them and I'm in love with. Mm. It's just. Oh, no, send, not at all. You're, yeah. you're not like a prude. You're not like, oh, no. don't. Yeah. Have sex in the first night. It's just, you have to be very, very, very honest with yourself. If you're doing this to not expect something, then don't get upset because you're not receiving anything. Yeah. Don't get really uncomfortable with not having validation. Mm. Do it because you want to. Send a photo of your tits to that man and surprise him. Yeah, and, and you said in in a, in a good moment, like you were saying yeah. about that nice moment. That nice moment, you sent a nude. Yeah, and it was a it was the right moment. I mean, I sent I sent photos to my um, ex boyfriend who I still like adore, as we know. As mm. I said, every time I talk about him, like my ex boyfriend that I love, oh um, I'm so in love with. He's <laughs> my background on my phones. Like what? Um, uh, but that yeah. isn't validation. That's because. I like making him, like, feel good. Like, I know when, yeah, yeah it's different. It's completely different. It's a different exactly. feeling that I get. It's, like, the right way of sending um, a pussy pic versus, like, the wrong way. Exactly. There's just balance. Um, but you mentioned this earlier about the queen theory. All right. So. And this is literally the structure that I want for a relationship. Um, and it's not for everyone. It's not. But. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, <laughs> dickheads that like... We fucking got it. You have a small dick yeah. and a big bite. <laughs> I have a motorbike. <laughs> shut up. When they go down, like, they're like 80 down, like, a suburban street with cafes. And it's like, shut up. 
they need validation. They need to work on their validation. Exactly. That's the nudes of the men. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you explained this to me and I've always felt this way, like, well, since I was probably like 20, yeah, like 19. Um, But I've never been able to explain it. I think it really summarises how I think in my mind I would like a relationship to function. I think it's hard Mm. to explain it. So please explain for everyone because it's it's great. So the thing is the queen theory basically comes from me growing up with friends because we're very in touch with our sexuality and sensuality Mm. in the sense that we we play, we explore, we try new things. And when you grow up as a girl, you know that your partner or your husband in the future is going to cheat on you. It's a non-set thing, but you know it. You know it what, what as they, a French girl? Yeah, as, you know as a girl that, in general. Yeah, so um, when my mom and my friends, who was um, 35, explained it to me, it's from a different generation for them, mm-hmm. in a sense that the guy keeps on cheating, mm-hmm. and it's okay, because you know that at the end of the day, he's going to come back to you. Yeah. So it's called a queen theory, because queens in middle age... Um, were married to a king who had lots of courtesans mm-hmm. and it was a well-known fact. Yeah. But there was rules. You can sleep with whoever you want. You can give presents. You can have bastards. You can do your life on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't re- disrespect me. You don't say anything bad about me in public. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about me to your courtesans apart from saying that you love me. Mm-hmm. And then you come back to me. And I'm the only one you love and adore. Mm-hmm. You can have bit of like butterflies and everything for your courtesans but that's about it yeah and that's the rules and that's how i deal with my life Mm -hmm. now in my generation we both do it men and women yeah it's not as much patriarchal Mm -hmm. but (laughs) we're fine we're getting there and everything kind of is a bit patriarchal now but we're getting there yeah (laughs) so it's just for me that's how it works in a relationship on my side it's Mm. like you see whatever the fuck you want yeah I'm just like you. The more people want to fuck you, the more the I want to more, fuck you. Yeah, as, I agree. Yeah, as long as you respect me. Yeah, I agree. I think that's not many people going to agree with this, and that's fine. That's mm-hmm. how you're going to do your relationship. But I need, I think as a Gemini as well, I need excitement all the time. And whether that's excitement from... Again, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, my ex-boyfriend that I love, if I haven't explained that I love him a lot... <laughs> He um, was reading Esther Perel's book. You know Esther Perel? I've heard about her. You're like my Esther Perel. You're my French goddess. I don't know if she's French. I mean, she's, I don't know. she's a French accent. Um, and oh, she... wait. Um, mating in captivity? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm actually reading it right now. <gasps> Oh, my God. So is my ex-boyfriend that I love. <laughs> <laughs> so you should date me instead. I mean, huh. <laughs> I mean, he would. I sent him a photo of you before. He's like, "Fuck, she's hot." I was like, "I know," and she's French. And he was like, "Fuck, she's naughty." I was like, "I know, she's naughty." Uh, but like, French really works for me in this country. It really does. <laughs> it's like Australians in America. They're like, "Oh, you're so cute with your little Aussie accent," and I'm like, "Shut!" I have like a twang, mate. Like, it's not good. But um, no. So he was saying um, because we were talking about this, and he he was like, "Yeah, um, the reason why Esther says that the reason why monogamous relationships." really struggle is because sexual excitement and intimacy Mm. often comes from a sense of anxiety and uncertainty. So you like feeling like the person that you're with might might fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they might not want to be with you anymore. So when you have that kind of like 
it's like a little thrill about testing the waters of being mm-hmm. like, well, they fucked someone else. And then also they still came back to me and there was a exactly. moment where it couldn't have been me, but it's definitely me. It's the constant choosing of you. Yeah. And Dan Savage, isn't Dan Savage? It's a psych relationship podcast. He likes mm-hmm. to it's all Q&A. And he always says that you can people that people are scared of open relationships because they think it'll never work. The person's fucking someone else, they'll find someone else. And he says, Well, people can find someone else if they don't fuck. Yeah. Or if they are in a monogamous relationship, yeah. they can cheat on you. Um, and they actually might want it more, as we were saying before, because it's naughty. It's, yeah. And if you say, like, I know my boyfriend that I love, ex-boyfriend that I love, um, I know that he does things because he likes being naughty. Mm. Like, I know that. So if I said to him, you can do whatever the fuck you want with whoever the fuck you want. I don't care as long as I'm not in the dark. Yeah. He would be naughty by not telling me. Yeah. But if I gave him all the options in the world, he would. He probably wouldn't even bother. And right now, because we aren't dating, but we're, like, seeing each other, I know that, like, he, I don't think he's fucking anyone else because I'm like, well, he knows he can't, so why would he? This is the thing. Mm. Like, most people actually react to rules in the totally opposite sense, and I'm very guilty of this. Oh, me too. I think it's, yeah. it's human nature to want to be naughty. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I'm the same as you. Like, if I have one person in mind, I have one person in mind. Mm. Been in love with this dude for, like, a few months now, and had a date for Valentine's Day with a rich, famous guy who fucking spoils me, and I was yeah. like, uh, I wish you would have told me it was a date so I would have said no just because you don't stand a chance I just against this person. person yes I yes. just saw him yeah he just sang to me I'm in heaven on Valentine's Day with his soft 20s kind of style voice oh. while holding my hand you nothing don't, compares yeah I would no so the thing is yeah it's the queen theory works for me but as um mating in captivity explains mm. Rules don't exist in relationships with humans. No. It's your rules. You decide whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. If you want to be monogamous to both of you... Oh, go for it. It's fine. That makes you happy. But I think people um, assume that's a natural default setting to relationships. And that's where... Religion. This toxic... Yeah. That's where this toxicity kind of starts, I think. Yeah. I talked to my friends about toxic monogamy culture and people were like... Being monogamous isn't toxic. And it's the same as toxic masculinity. Okay. I'm not saying that all monogamy is toxic. I'm saying the pressure that comes from culture around monogamy is detrimental to relationships. It is. And that's and I like I've noticed probably a lot more in the past year. Um, I guess I've met a lot of new people a lot of new mm. people since the show. I have a lot of new friends and a lot of fucking people cheat. A lot of people cheat, a lot of people cheat, no one finds out. A lot of people Cheat and they do find out people are cheating, people are cheating on people, they're both cheating, no one knows, and I know both are cheating. And exactly. I'm like, and it's like, if you guys just fucking communicated and you said, I want to fuck other people, I want to fuck other people as people, I want to fuck other people, I want to fuck other people as oh my God, I, say, <laughs> I want to fuck other people. You have no excuse. I know, I have no excuse. <laughs> What did you say before? Is it too? Fuck you! Um, don't make that face. That's <laughs> face. That's my French face. I dated a French guy for a while. I tried to learn French. It didn't happen. One year was popping You said that was a French face. Was it? That's how I do French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. 
croissant in your mouth. <laughs> Again, the most French thing to ever happen. I'm going to put that croissant in your eye. I'm going to fucking bash you. No, I'm getting turned on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, back to the point. So, if... I'm not even drunk. Um, when you know. I know. Uh, um, if both of you were like, I want to fuck other people, you could just have an open relationship and still stay together and thrive together, you'd probably fuck other people less yeah. and you'd be happier in your relationship. Mm. The thing is, if you're monogamous and you're happy to be monogamous, that's amazing. That's yeah. great. And I do have friends who are really happy in a monogamous relationship. But I find that a lot of the um, worry and the stress and the panic comes from this pressure to be monogamous. It's the pressure to be something. Yes, that you don't naturally. And some people are, but like... Uh, like, And I'm not condoning cheating. I'm, con- I'm condoning changing the set of boundaries. I'm not saying cheating's yeah. okay. I'm saying having communication about the boundaries before you even start dating, being like, so what kind of relationship would you like? Yeah. Rather than assuming everything is strict monogamous, you can't think about anyone else, you can't. Like people that are like you can't follow um, people of the opposite sex on Instagram, you can't talk to people of the opposite sex, that is so that. controlling and stifling and I would say borderline emotionally abusive to control people in that way. But those are the people that cheat. Exactly. Who get a second phone. Because people will, if people want to do something, they will find a way to do something. Yeah, people are very creative when it comes to, like, do the things they want they're not supposed to. Yeah. You have to understand also if you're, if you're a male or a female and you're putting walls because of your own insecurity on mm. someone else, then they're going to feel very smothered. And there's yeah. going to be a time where they're going to try something just for the ex- excitation of doing yeah. something uh-huh. new. Uh-huh. That's just human nature. We... We also don't have a very long life. No. And if you feel like you're missing out on something, you'll be desperate. Just try it to do everything that you're supposed not to do. Yeah. That was a very messy sentence. No, but it made sense. <laughs> it made sense. And I wanted to just finish up with one little question because mm-hmm. you are so good at this. Um, oh. <laughs> and I get this question a lot as well because people seem to think, people think because of my edit on the show, that I'm like some like queen of flirting. Everyone's like, how do I get a man to like me? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm out here sending nudes at front and center and I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, I can flirt, but I can only flirt if I really, really like someone. And by the time I like them, I'm kind of being honest and being like, do you want to just go and have sex? But people ask me, and I don't really have an answer, but how do you seduce a man that you want to sleep with um, in like a subtle little way that isn't saying, do you want to go fuck? That's my advice to people. What's All right, yours? so that's going to be very French because this is how we do things. We um, treat sex and seduction like art. Mm-hmm. So it takes time. It's long. It's painful because it's very long. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing is, the first thing you have to understand about seduction, it all comes from you. So it comes from if you're feeling secure mm-hmm. in your skin. If you don't, then work on that first. I'm not going to tell you, like, you have to act like this. You have to act like that. Know who you are. Be very okay with the person you are. You don't have to be in love with all part of yourself, but accept them. And then... Yes. And then... Then it's just that... Um, it's a very fine balance between being very confident and being a little bit cocky. Mm-hmm. So as a woman, I have the possibility to be a little bit cocky mm-hmm. because I'm small and I'm cute. So if I'm cocky, people don't take it seriously. Yeah. So seduction is basically be confident. If you feel like doing something, do it. 
And the more you'll do it, the more you'll be comfortable and the, the more you'll actually do, do it in a very perfect way that's just going to get the answer that you want. Yeah. Practice. So practice mm -hmm. on people you're not very interested by. Just Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. People don't really care the outcome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it comes a lot with the eyes. Mm -hmm. If you really want people's attention when they're speaking, look at them in the eyes for a good 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Don't really budge. And then look at the lips. Just for a split second. Okay. I'd be easily uncomfortable. I know. I know. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just in love with you. You're just the best person in the world. Ah, oh, stop it. Come on. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of eye contact. It's a lot of touching, but it has to be very delicate and subtle. Mm -hmm. Seduction is a mix between... I'm in your face, but it's still very subtle. Mm -hmm. And then you gradually go up. You don't go straight to my tits to malax them. Yeah, please. you don't do that. Mm. It's very gradual. The more time you get to actually seduce someone, the more the tension is going to go up. And the more when it actually happens, <laughs> Sorry. the more this person is going to remember the seduction. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like turning up the heat slowly, slowly, exactly. slowly. And understanding sensuality. Mm -hmm. You can do everything with sensuality. Mm -hmm. You can walk sensually. You can eat sensually. You can mm. fucking read a book sensually. Yeah. You can be an insulting little bitch and still be sensual. Yeah, in like a playful way. Unless someone has small dog syndrome, in which case <laughs> they'll yap back at you and you're like, this is fucking boring. Yeah, I'll put you on the leash. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's just learn about sensuality. I can't teach sensuality on a podcast because it's all about physical things. Yeah. But it's taking your time, slowing it down, mm. really enjoying the moment. And don't be afraid to be a little bit cliche sometimes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. This undies thing you said yesterday. Mm -hmm. I don't wear any undies at all time. I never wear underwear. I don't own any apart from like lingerie. Impressing someone when I want to. Right. Which is probably going to be tonight. Ooh. Um, and you were saying this thing about the legs that I was like, you said it. You were sitting up. You were like sitting up on. <laughs> she was like sitting up on her like kitchen counter, and I was down below her. And she's like, so what you got to do? And just, just, just describe what you did because it was so good. So the thing is, this is something that I do when I'm. I've already had sex with someone. I don't do it before. No, I feel like it'd be a bit extreme to do it before. It, it would be yeah. So yeah. it's basically if you're sitting in front of someone and they can have a view of between your legs, wear a dress, and then wear a dress that can just move with your legs, have your legs crossed, and then just uncross them, open your legs a little bit, show that you're not wearing anything, and cross your legs again. And just look at them straight in the eyes to just confront them of like, you saw that. You did see that. <laughs> and just enjoy the reaction. It's amazing. And it, you know what, it is a little bit, it is a little bit porno cliche. And yes. I love it, but it works. It's just it works. don't be afraid to be cliche as long as it's subtle and as long as it's something you want to do. Mm. It's not about them. Most of the time when I seduce someone, it's because I also want to feel that thing of like, I am seducing you, yep. not the opposite way. I'm not a little girl completely lost in your seduction. Mm. I'm a grown-ass woman and I'm making you hard right now in public. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel? <laughs> oh, my God, amazing. This was so interesting. I want to get you on every time I come to Sydney because you are so smart and Anytime. you have such amazing insights into things. And I like flirting with you as well, eating berries <laughs> and having croissants and stuff. So it's all positive. 
That sounds like a Greek mythology painting. Two beautiful women eating <laughs> grapes together and flirting. And amazing. Um, can you please plug your uh, – I'll do it at the start as well, but just plug your podcast and sure. your Instagram and everything. So um, my podcast is called Honestly the Podcast. I talk mainly about mental health and everything. Even this podcast touches on mental health mm -hmm. because I'm a mental health educator and I think we don't talk enough about what we feel, mm -hmm. especially in Australia. We don't mm. – see enough of what we feel and feel comfortable with it so mm -hmm. honestly it's just to talk about everything and anything mm -hmm. to be able to have an open conversation amazing that's it amazing thank you so much